fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. The wild national delusion continues. I love watching Washington, D.C. trying to justify what's really going on, saying things are great, things are rebuilding, things are coming back. We talked about it on the program yesterday, and yet they still continue. The great resignation, according to CNBC, has slowed down for the month of October. You know, people leaving their jobs because they don't want the vaccine mandates, they're tired of their job, they want to do something better for themselves. The great resignation going off on their own, and yet, unemployment, the jobs available are at record highs. So you can't tell us that they're just taking better positions and not, like, not joining the workforce. Doesn't make any sense. We got a lot to get to today. Welcome into the program, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. All over the country, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Your millennial general doing the thing, reporting for duty. Like we do every single day. Who do we have on the program today? Oh, that's right. Larry Newman. Excited to have him on the program. He is a former Jasper County Sheriff's Office deputy in Jasper, uh, Missouri. He's also the president of the Missouri Alliance for Professional Bail Bond Agents. We'll talk about the ongoing crime rate going on in the nation. So look forward to chatting with him here in just a little bit at the bottom of the hour. Outside of the crime issue, there is something very disturbing going on right now. And I have to tell you, it's a little bit on the personal end, but it's very disturbing. I was not prepared for it. And it came out of the blue. I was not ready. I did not have a chance to brace myself. It just, boom, there it is. And now I have to accept it. Every morning on the way down to my work here at the radio station, I drop off a little voice of reason at school every day. It's just on the way. I get her in the car. We drop her off. And then I head on down and do my thing. She, now, I'd have to preface this a little bit is a couple days ago on Monday, she had her Christmas program where they got up on stage and I did their singing. She's in second grade right now. So she's seven years old and they did the program. Now it's a smaller ish school. So there were a couple of the grades together and they were all up there. Well, she got chosen to be Frosty the Snowman and it was great. It was a lot of fun. She had a lot of fun with it. She got all decked out, got all ready to go. And it was fun because she stood there. And then when they put the hat on her, when they were singing the song, then she started dancing around and she danced throughout the entire song. It was great. It was great success. Very popular, whatever. I did not realize that at seven years old, you could be so popular because all the kids loved it. All the parents loved it, whatever. It was all fun. I go and I take her to school this morning. We pull up to the school. Now it's tri- it's normal where, you know, I pull up to the school and then she leans over and I give her a hug and a kiss and say, have a good day at school. We'll see you later. All right. I'll, you know, I'll see you tonight when I get home. This morning, she's again, second grade, seven years old. This morning, I pull up to the school. We get ready to do the thing. Well, in front of us, there is a gal and maybe her mom that maybe works at the school. I don't really know. She was walking with an adult next to her that looked vaguely, you know, similar with same hair color, whatever. Uh, The girl was older, definitely like 13, 14 years old for middle school. Walking in front of the cars, I pull up to right about where we drop off the kids to school. I pull up and get ready to lean over and give her the hug and kiss to send her off on her way. The 13, 14 year old girl, whatever, who's walking in front of the car, sees us, stops and says, Isla, and comes up and waits by the door for her to get out so they can see and walk each other up to the school. 
Now again, way older. Middle school. I didn't know that she knew a lot of the older school uh, kids in school. That's cool. But here's where it turns ugly. Instead of the traditional leaning over, giving daddy a, a hug and kiss and saying goodbye and see you later, she sees the girl. She flings open the door and says, bye, shuts the door and takes off running. Dad is no longer cool. And it hurt a little bit. I was not prepared for that scenario to happen yet. I was ready for it. Maybe middle school and like high school. And trust me, I have all of the embarrassing preparation ready to go for high school when I pull up and I drop her off, you know, in like freshman year and I get out of the car and goodbye, little one. I love you. Make sure to keep your coat on. It's cold outside. I'm ready to embarrass her. I'm ready for this. I've been prepping for it for a really long time. I wasn't prepared. For my seven-year-old daughter to not give daddy a hug and a kiss on the way out the door, but to open the door to run up to an older friend to start talking to her as they walk up to the school, and she just gives me a quick little bye and slams the door and takes off on her way. Was not prepared for that today. So, I got to prepare myself apparently now because she's making cooler older friends now, and she's too cool to be seen with mom and dad, and she just wants to go off on her way to do her thing. I'm telling you, it comes way too quick, and I wasn't prepared for that one today. That, by far, I think is the most devastating news that we have all day long. I'm telling you. And I was thinking, heck, it's going to be so cool. Like, I'm a radio guy. I'm on the radio. Like, people can listen to her dad on the radio. I'm always going to be the cool dad to where she's never going to be embarrassed to be around me. She's never going to, like, not want to hang out with dad because I'm the cool dad. I'm going to take her to, like, metal concerts, and we're going to go and do, like, daddy-daughter things and go, like... I don't know, shopping, unless we do shopping for, like, really cool stuff. I'm going to take her to concerts, and, like, I'm going to get her a tattoo. And uh, that one, Mrs. Voice Reason, probably not liking (laughs) too terribly much. But I'm going to be the cool dad. And now, first sign of an older kid wanting to be friends with her. Boom, gone. Bye, dad. Out of there. Uh, So, anyways, that was my morning. Hopefully you've had a great Wednesday for the middle of the week. we got a lot to get to today. I do want to talk. Looking forward to (laughs) getting messages on the social media already. Like, Andy, get used to it. i got to be honest. I wasn't prepared for it yet. Wasn't prepared for it yet. All right. We have a lot to get to today. We have uh, Larry Newman coming on at the bottom of the hour. We have the unemployment rate that's going on for the month of October that was released from the U.S. Department of Labor and Statistics. We also have the latest executive order coming in from the Biden administration. Not sure if you're aware of it. Media hasn't been talking about it. So what the heck did he do today? And let's get into that. What's trending today? So speaking of being a kid, I ought to be young again. Going back to the childhood, you remember when you were a kid, you got to play with all the cool toys, especially us guys and, and boys. We got to play with the Tonka trucks. We got to play with the pretend screwdrivers and all the tool pouches. And like and girls can do it, too. Not trying to be sexist here. You can play with whatever the hell you want to. But I remember that as a kid that you got to play with those really neat toys. Apparently, that's what we're going to start building regular things with now out in the world after this new executive order from the Biden administration, where they're set to make the government operations completely carbon neutral by the year of 2050. Does anybody understand that? I mean, how do you make the government carbon neutral? The government shouldn't be doing anything. It should be the states, or it should be a certain industry, it should be the country as a whole. But the government operations carbon neutral by 2050. The president, according to uh, NBC News, is aiming to leverage the federal government's massive buying power to jumpstart the market for clean energy, electric vehicles, and more efficient buildings. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
But just that headline by itself, does it not sound like the Green New Deal? Because I thought, listening, if again, we're the elephants, we're the Republicans, we have the long memories, and I know that we have short attention spans in the world of politics. I seem to remember that during the campaign, Joe Biden said that he did not support the Green New Deal and would not do Green New Deal thingies. Now, since he's been in office, this has been the entire focus of the administration, wanting to be carbon neutral, trying to put different uh, uh, carbon taxes on certain businesses, trying to take over certain industries. We had the infrastructure bill that this, by the way, is part of a little bit, where it's nothing but a Green New Deal smorgasbord. We have the federal budget, the Build Back Better plan, that is nothing but Green New Deal initiatives. We failed on trying to take out the immigration issue. We failed on the pullout of Afghanistan. We failed on uh, correlations with Russia and with China, we failed on policies left and right because the entire administration is focused on one thing over the last 11 months, and that is the Green New Deal and environmentalism. And now he signs an executive order to make the government carbon neutral by 2050. Now, what this also includes in the bill, president set new goals by the federal government to cut carbon dioxide emissions by 65% by the end of the decade and to zero out federal emissions by 2050. The government also plans to line with global targeters to reach a net zero carbon emission by the middle of the century. Uh, he also establishes a buy clean policy directing the federal government to use lower emission construction materials and calls for the government to use 100% clean electricity by 2030. No, I don't know what clean electricity means because you get electricity by coal plants and I don't know how you change those to make them still efficient without jacking up the rates or making it less powerful. But that's what he plans on doing by 2030. So we have a whole nine years before that sets into place. But what bothers me is the low emission construction materials. I don't know what that means. Are we going to be using the plastic, nice little battery-powered screwdrivers trying to build things? Are we going to be using Tonka trucks that aren't quite strong enough to lift the stuff that we need to, so it's going to take three times as many hauls of the bucket loader to try and haul different dirt? Or what? I don't know what we're talking about here, but it almost makes me a little concerned to actually drive on the highways and drive on different bridges across the nation once this actually takes effect. Because if it's being built with clean energy things... Is it going to be efficient enough? I seem to remember these nice little stupid smart cars that drive around that are two little two-seaters that are oh, we're completely electric. And it drives around and gets all this gas mileage. But yet, if you trip over it with your big toe, you probably total the vehicle. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Expendables or The Expendables 2, but they have one of those like stupid little smart cars, the little two-person two like meep, meep things that drive around. And Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis get into it. And Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to open the door and it just rips the handle off of it and rips the entire door off. And he makes the comment of, my boot's bigger than this car. And it's funny, I also find it ironic that Arnold Schwarzenegger's a huge environmental nut and would love that policy while at the same time making fun of it in his movies. That's a different side story, but that's what we're up against now. So if they start building things lighter because they're supposed to be more energy efficient or they're supposed to be low emissions with construction materials based on the tools they use, based on the materials that they use, is it going to have the same soundness to them, or is they tr are they trying to steer us into that industry by saying this bridge cannot handle an F-250 or an F-350 to drive over it? You can only have a smart car that weighs a certain amount to go over the bridge, or else you might damage the bridge.
And then when enough of those are in place, then, oh, sorry, your truck just doesn't go anywhere because it can't fit anywhere, so you just need to downgrade and get one of these energy-efficient things. I'm telling you right now, as nice as it is to save on gas, I'm not getting a battery-powered car that lasts an hour, and then I forgot to plug it in at home overnight, and then I only get halfway to work the next morning. I'm not doing it. It's not happening. Now, that's one example of trying to take the environmental movement and using the Green New Deal to overhaul the entire system. You realize all of the industries that we're affecting here. We're affecting the automobile industry. We're affecting the construction industry. We're affecting the construction tool making industry. We're affecting the raw materials industry. We're affecting the transportation industry. We're affecting the building industry for actual like actual buildings. They're taking over one industry at a time over and over and over again, and we're not even noticing because, by golly, we're just going to make things low, low emission. We're saving the environment. Florida has a plan, and the media is trying to mock them because Florida wants to do something as well, not because of climate change, but just because they get a lot of floods and a lot of hurricane storms that come into Florida. And now they're trying to go after Governor Ron DeSantis by saying that he denies global warming and climate change, but yet he's doing climate change initiatives in his state. So what are they actually doing? We'll talk about that when we come back here. But this is ridiculous. And this was an executive order signed today, number whatever number it is for Joe Biden, because that's the only way he actually gets policy done. He has done zero nada except for the infrastructure bill that's been signed by Congress. Outside of that, nothing else has been done in the 11 months in office except for through executive order. Because he's a failed president already, and it only gets worse. Lots more coming up on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss Part of the show don't worry about it there's plenty of ways to catch the program and here's how you can do it first make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station we're here for you second subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites youtube and itunes spotify and google play tune in podbean and more have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device last visit our website at hoosierreason.com you can listen to the podcast catch our special features and more it's the voice of reason on radio tv and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you as always. So we have the Biden administration signing this executive order today, trying to make everything all green, the Green New Deal. And I'm telling you, they affect industries intentionally or unintentionally just by making these laws. That's why the federal government's not supposed to make a massive amount of just blanket laws across the nation because it screws up everything. It is a micro, not a macro, a micro economy to where everybody's doing their own thing. Different communities live different ways. Different states have different industries within their states, and every state does their own thing. So when you pass legislation federally, it screws up something while you're trying to fix one thing. That's why the best way to solve issues, and I know this is very triggering for some, is to not let the government take it over. <laughs> fix issues at the statewide level. That's the way you that's why you solve things. Fix it at the statewide level. Let the states handle the issues. But Andy, climate change internationally and globally. It is. Because that's just what the globe does is change. And we just, instead of trying to fight it, we just need to adapt it to it and actually make it different. I'm telling you, like weather, for example, I know it's not all of the climate change that's going on, but current weather is very strange. Here in the Wichita area where I'm at, it's been 80 degrees for the last week. Now it's like a high of like 50 degrees, so it's a little bit cooler. But while we're getting 80 degree weather, we're getting snow in Hawaii. Now, again, that's the snow in the mountains, but they're getting massive amounts of rain and floods and snow in the mountains there while we're getting 80 degrees at the beginning of December. A little bit strange, isn't it? That's climate. It's not because we changed it. It's not because we did anything with it. It's just the way it is. Things change. Patterns change and things go on. So this blanket control is exactly what it is. It's control. They affect your house. Guess what? If you get an electric car, you have to rewire your home, as we got a message on there about, rightly so, to be able to plug in your electric vehicle. If you have different construction equipment, construction companies have to buy new materials. They have to do things a different way. They have this red tape and regulation from the federal government. It's a nonstop change that's controlled by the federal government, and they're doing it in a very phased-out way from themselves. We're not heading it and saying we're going to control the construction industry. They're saying, all right, we're going to make some changes to where they're forced to change. And, oh, darn. If you want to keep your doctor, you can keep your doctor. We've heard this story before, haven't we? We know where this ends, and we're not going to go down that road all over again. That was the executive order. The good news is the next president that comes in can just reverse that executive order and get rid of it because that's exactly what it is, an executive order. But on that front, with the states actually handling things, some are. According to Yahoo.com, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis propose, uh, proposes a plan to fight rising seas without, quote, any left-wing stuff. Now, of course, that's the media trying to be snarky with him. Uh, here's what they had to say. Governor Ron DeSantis announces a series of steps to defend Florida against rising sea levels on Tuesday, even as he denounced the use of, quote, global warming as a pretext to do such bunch of uh, left-wing things. Now, that's, again, opinion. That's not news. Because what actually goes on in Florida, if you'd actually open your eyes and actually be semi-journalistic uh, here, you would find out. Governor submitted 76 different projects to the state legislature to help improve drainage, raising seawalls, and take other steps to fight floods across the state. Here's what he said. We're a low-lying state. We're a storm-prone state, and we're a flood-prone state. And so we worked with the legislature to say, okay, how are we going to address this in a way that's going to protect Florida's communities, protect our economic livelihood, and make sure what we're doing is what we need to do? Now, common sense. 
What is wrong with that? Maybe Louisiana should take that issue as we have hurricanes that hit New Orleans all the time. And I know they've tried to take preventative measures, but you have storms. You take preventative measures. I don't know why that's a bad thing, but because Ron DeSantis is handling things at a statewide level, heaven forbid we do things at the local level, and a state addressing the needs that they have with issues that they have that are pertinent to their state individually, now they're trying to go after Ron DeSantis, not for actually taking initiative to do things on their own, but because he's trying to still deny climate change while wanting to do things that stop flooding and draining in the state. This is how stupid we've become because they don't want to admit that we're actually doing something good without the federal government's aid. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is kind of comical watching the mainstream media kind of tie themselves into pretzels and knots as they try to support the Biden administration, but yet attack states for doing the same thing because, by golly, we're not using the federal government to solve the issues. We're doing it at the statewide level. And none other than a conservative governor like Ron DeSantis out of Florida that's saying, hey, it's not because of climate change, dummy. It's just because we have a lot of storms. We have a lot of you know hurricanes. We have a lot of flooding that goes on. Let's try and find ways to drain that out because we're a low-lying state. Common sense ago, but how dare you? How dare you do things without governor, uh, without the president? <laughs> ah, it's so fun watching them squirm. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand... The Millennial Generation One radio listener at a time. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Let's go to our guest. What do you say? What's trending today? So obviously outside of the executive order from the Biden administration today, outside of the record, near record jobs that are available in the nation, which did you know? Outside, there are, what is it, 11.03 million jobs, an all-time high with job openings, or near record all-time high for job openings. But by God, the economy's back. Let's raise inflation another 5%. What do you say? <laughs> because that just shows a sign the economy's back. There's something going on, and I don't know whether it's because of the lack of jobs being filled and people just staying at home. I don't know whether it's because of the remnants of COVID-19 and just being isolated. I don't know if it's increased because of mental health issues. I don't know what's going on. But we're seeing a massive crime increase all over the nation. 
it's probably has to do a little bit with legislation as well. California lowering their penalty for robberies from the felony down to misdemeanor. And now we've had an ongoing like two week long uh, Black Friday sale with just the so what is it? The smash and grab robberies, what they're calling it now. And then you have AOC, like we talked about yesterday, completely ignoring it and saying it's not even happening. I think that's more appropriate for this one. So to talk about some of that and more, where are we in the nation with crime rates? Where are we in the in uh, the state of Missouri with crime rates? And how do we get things back under control in the nation? Excited to have on the program. He's a former Jasper County Sheriff's Office deputy. He's also the president of the Missouri Alliance of Professional Bail Bond Agents and also has his bail bond company, which you can find online at AAAWayBailBonds.com. Excited to have on the program Larry Newman with us here. Larry, how are you, my friend? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm really great. I appreciate you coming on the program. It's an interesting conversation. I've I have a lot of friends that are bail bondsmen as well and looking at this industry, I know that bail bonds actually were were a concern going into the Biden administration because they had talked about trying to get away with bail bonds altogether, haven't they? Uh, they're talking about it. Yes, and there's some states that have. They had uh, states are already implementing this. What are they transitioning to? Uh, let everybody out for free. <laughs> I mean, it's what they're doing in a lot of states, I guess. You're right. The state of California. That's, that's what they're doing. That's what they want to do yep. is just let people out with, I mean, just because. I mean, no ties, no uh, conditions, just, hey, you're free to go. Correct. Wow. Talk about where we're at in this nation. Why are we seeing this massive increase? Is it because of policy like that? Is it because of lowering the penalties like we're seeing in California? Is it because of the endorsement of this type of activity from the federal level? Why are we seeing this this increase in crime all over the country? Well, every, every free-thinking person is going to realize that when you take away the penalty, when you take away the punishment for committing a crime, people are going to commit more crime. Uh, you pay them to stay home, they're going to get in trouble. Um, that's just basic common sense, human nature, if you will, uh, since the beginning of man. Yeah. So, you know, that that's what they do. People get in trouble. Well, that is true. I mean, the old adage is what? You know, idle hands is the devil's playground. If you stay busy with yourself, then you're not going to find things to do. And that's good for children and high schoolers, you know, trying to keep them involved with activities and extracurriculars and uh, with adults as well. Keep the projects going. Keep the mind stimulated so you don't wander off and get in trouble in some way, shape or form. Have we seen an increase in the nation, not just with adults doing these smash and grab robberies, but with children as well, teenagers, young adults? Are we seeing an increase in crime with them as well? Yes, from everything that I've seen across the country, yes, you are. Um, they're basically the, the, the children are emulating the adults. Uh, they know that they can get away with it. Um, so it's just it's a free hand. And, uh, you know, kids as young as 13, 14 out on the streets um, taking and, and grabbing um, whatever they can. Yeah. During the pandemic, when everything was shut down, obviously we had non-essential, quote-unquote, businesses shut down across the nation because, well, your mom-and-pop shop's not important, so we're just going to close your doors and make you strain. We saw an increase in crime really start right off the bat because of the isolation, people staying at home with mental illnesses, but then also the financial struggle where there were people that were just, quote-unquote, desperate that needed to go in and rob a store to take the money, I guess, or take the goods that they needed to. Is that still the excuse that we're trying to hear from the mainstream media today? Because obviously I just read there's a record, almost record number of job openings across the nation. I wouldn't think that the financial burden is really part of this flavor anymore, is it? 
it never has been uh, going out and, and stealing because you need money or you need food to eat just has never been uh, a factual argument. Mm. Um, it's a good political argument, but it's not factual. Uh, that's not why people steal. There's, uh, you know, the United States of America is the richest country in the world, and there are, there are so many programs for people who are actually hungry, who want to eat, um, that uh, you don't have to go steal. Yeah. It's, it's, you go down to the corner and, and they hand you food. So that's never been an, a legitimate argument for crime. Sure. What uh, now? You being in the industry, we're talking with Larry Newman uh, with Triple Eight Way Bail Bonds. You can find them online, Triple Eight Way Bail Bonds dot com, out of the state of Missouri. When you talk to people, when you round people, when you go and track them down, when they have committed crimes or when they come to you needing help, do they talk to you? And what have been some of the reasons that they give on why they got into trouble? Was it just a mistake? Was it because of the opportunity presented itself, or was it because, like you mentioned, that well, it doesn't matter, the punishment's not that bad, so I can get away with it? Most of the time, uh, when I talk to people, when they start down this road, it's a matter of, well, they were hanging out with some friends, and somebody suggested we go break in this house or, or do something like that. And, and so it's the group of people that you're hanging around with. Um, I counseled people at uh, Missouri Probation and Parole for several years. Um, this is the main thing. It, it's just hanging out in high school with, with friends or people that you you know, just barely know, and somebody suggests you go do something, and all of a sudden you're in trouble. Um, and then it's, it's hey, I like it. It's fun, and and nobody's going to catch me. And, you know, even if they do catch me, so what? And that's how they get down this road. Wow. That's how this happens. It's really sad. I know this goes a little bit deeper into it, unveiling those layers of that onion, and I don't know if it's a problem that we can solve unless everybody's actually willing to do so. But the deeper level issue of parenting and setting those, uh, being a role model and setting the guidelines, teaching your kids right and wrong. Is that really the fundamental issue here is telling your kids, Hey, stealing from somebody's shop and breaking it into their home is probably not the best thing to do. Yes, very, very much. So, uh, we've, we've had, uh, what now 50 years of, uh, free money, uh, where you get paid not to work. And we've got several generations now, who have never had to work. It's always government money. There's always free money there. And so we've got time. We'll go get in trouble. Um, the government's always always available. Um, you know, every, every single person um, on probation uh, for committing a crime is getting some sort of federal money somewhere. Sure. So, yes, that's, that's a big problem, um, not having to work for your money and, and – learning those generational things uh, coming down through the family the kids learn from the parents. So, yes. Sure. Moving forward, how do we start solving this issue? Is it more, is it harsher punishments to the court system? Is it more law enforcement? Obviously, we have the war against law enforcement right now. It's kind of where their hands are tied to some degree. But what do we do moving forward to start curbing this issue? Well, you need to go to your state legislators. Law enforcement is doing an outstanding job, even handcuffed like they are. Sure. Law enforcement does a great job. They provide the case to the prosecutor and to the judge. If the prosecutor is not going to prosecute the case, then no amount of law enforcement is going to help. And the statutes were written by the state legislature that we all elected to to do that job. Um, 
but the prosecutors are standing back and saying, uh, well, I personally don't agree with that statute, so I'm not going to enforce it. There's the problem. Um, the only way you're going to stop that is to enhance punishment, make punishment like it was supposed to be. If it's a two-year uh, prison sentence for committing a crime, then do the two years. Yeah. Until we get back to sufficient penalty that hurts, it's not going to it's not going to fix yeah. itself. How important is it on the other aspect with the private level of someone with self-defense laws, Second Amendment laws or gun laws with concealed carry or being allowed to defend your home in, in you know, uh, uh, the castle laws that they have like in Texas? Do those play a factor into this? Does that deter if a community is very open about being able to carry firearms? Does that deter criminals in those communities as well from doing something? we got about 30 seconds here. In every community where that has been tried, yes, it does. In every community where open carry and concealed carry is free and easy, then crime has gone down for, because criminals fear getting hurt. Sure. Yeah, even if they plan on doing something dumb, they know if there's five other people around that they don't know who may be carrying a firearm, I think it makes them second guess actually doing something stupid. It's Larry Newman. He's a former Jasper County Sheriff's Office deputy in Missouri, president of the Missouri Alliance of Professional Bail Bond Agents. You can find him online, AAAWayBailBonds.com. Larry, I appreciate the time, my friend. we got to get you back on the show again soon. All right, thank you. Hey, appreciate that very much. Good information, good stuff. We'll talk about that when we come back. How can we apply that into our local communities? We'll take a break, wrap up the show today for a midweek celebration. It's The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a midweek celebration. There's always so much to talk about and so little time to do it, but we try to do the best that we actually can. There is an update on the Maxwell court case against Jeffrey Epstein. And honestly, you know it's not going to go anywhere, but it is trying to get some of that news out public to see who's actually, you know, not the most stand-up individuals by actually going to Epstein Island. The funny part is, according to Fox News, that a Twitter account that did nothing but just give straight updates from the Maxwell trial has been suspended. So I find that ironic. Social media, again, not even wanting you to get information about it. Media is not talking about it at all. The only headline they posted was that she was, Maxwell was trying to talk about how she knew Trump. Okay, that's cool. And how Trump was on there, but the Clintons have been on there and uh, on the plane and other high-end officials. So even trying to just get information out, not giving any biased opinion one way or the other, just information about it, boom, completely suspended off of Twitter. I'm telling you, we have a pandemic when it comes to the information getting out there, the information that's going out, the understanding of issues for us to be able to make our own choices. There is no longer a push for independent thought in this nation, and COVID-19 has been the prime example of that. No independent thought. You cannot decide to do other alternative means other than getting your vaccine. If you get the vaccine, then you're safe. If you're not, then you're killing people and you're going to kill yourself because you'll probably die unless you get the vaccine. We have the headline now that the new Omicron variant it doesn't do well with the vaccine, like it, the vaccine doesn't stop it, unless you get that third booster. And now Israel is on the way to the fourth booster <laughs> to try and stop this. I can't make it up. I can't make it up. I find that hilarious. Things are going to be done at the local levels. There's a new push, which is good and bad. We need to be aware of this. There's a new push for the Constitutional Convention, the Article 5 Convention of States, and now we've had Mark Meckler on the program. He is the head of the National Convention of States Movement. We've had him on the program many, many times, and I haven't talked to him in a while. We probably need to get him back on the show. And I want to come out and say that I am a big proponent of the Article 5 Convention of States Movement in a constitutional convention. And for those that don't know what that is, it's a convention of states where three-quarters of these states sign on to a very specific task at hand to address that they can convene like they did back in the day to where the states can convene and pass legislation for the federal government. It's essentially taking the federal government out of it. Now the House of Representatives is supposed to be a representation of the states. The U.S. Senate is supposed to be a representation of the states. So technically, if three-fourths of the Senate would vote on an issue, then they supported by making the states have a voice. But obviously, they're the crooked you know, politicians inside government. And we want to do things from the outside. And the theory is, is that if you do a convention of states, state legislators and and, uh, representatives from the states would convene outside of the federal government and pass legislation. And there is a massive movement going on right now across the nation to try and get states to get signed on to this for three different issues. And it's like uh, uh, capping the budget uh, for budget restraints, doing term limits and restricting the power of government for certain issues. And don't get me wrong, I support it wholeheartedly. It needs to happen. However, we cannot put all our eggs in one basket because that's not going to solve the entire issue. And we have to be very clear about that. Conservatives, unfortunately, have been so angry at things for so long that sometimes we lose the rational part of how do we strategically battle something and we go to the irrational, I want it gone and I want it gone now. I'm upset with government, so I get rid of my elected official, who may not be the worst elected official, but I get rid of my elected official because we need a change and I'm tired of Washington, D.C. 
and sometimes we need to be a little more strategic about it. Constitutional Convention and Article 5's convention is a wonderful idea. It helps fight from outside the government a little bit while at the same time fighting inside the government structure. But it's not going to solve the issue. Conservatives need to do a better job at working at multiple different tasks and multiple different angles all at the same time to attack and surround the enemy and attack from all sides. And that includes from within the government, with conservatives fighting inside the government to try and stop legislation, which is happening, needs to be done more. Got to clean out the Republican Party for it to happen so the rhinos don't screw up our plans when we actually get the majority. We got to do the Constitutional Convention to where we attack from politically from inside, but still outside of Washington, D.C. belts. What we also have to do is work at the local levels to just make the federal government irrelevant. You pass legislation at the state level, you pass, uh, pass legislation at the county level, at the city level, and say, I don't care if you take my funding away. We're not abiding by this mandate. We're not abiding by this law. We're not abiding by this executive order. We're doing our own thing, like Florida's doing with the climate change issue and the flooding issue. We're going to handle it at our own level. Level, to hell with you and what your mandates are and when you make them powerless like that they have nothing to hold over you attacking from all three pillars all different angles we're going to do this i'm telling you 2022 is going to be a big year it's going to be a lot of fun because all these are going to come into play and we're going to start it right here on this show that does it for us today podcast up in just a bit until then be your own voice of reason it's time for you to speak up speak out speak loud speak proud speak the truth and always speak some reason this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.